Welcome to the Life Over Coffee podcast, conversations for transformation. I welcome you to Life Over Coffee. My name is Rick Thomas, and thank you so much for joining me for this episode. What I want to cover today is I want to answer a question that someone wrote in and asked. And the question is, and I'll read the full question to you in just a moment, but a lady wrote in and she was asking, can a person who struggles with procrastination and is undisciplined, can they take your program? Should they take your program? And again, I'll read uh, to you in just a moment all that she asked so that you can have the full context of what she was looking for. But that's what I want to talk about in this episode. We have a mastermind program where we train people to do the work of discipleship or biblical counseling, if you will. And we have a lot of people who are interested in the program, but they have a lot of questions too. And so we try to answer those questions. We have, actually, we have an introduction overview. It is a free learning management system course that you can go through, and it walks you through step-by-step our program. And again, anybody in the world can access that and get all the information about our mastermind program. But we also try to create other resources like what I'm doing here here to further extrapolate or further explain because we want people to come into our program with their eyes wide open, knowing exactly what to expect, knowing exactly what they're going to get, and knowing exactly who they need to be in order to do this program successfully. And so what I have done here is I have built out some show notes for this episode. This is episode 433, and I titled it, Can a Procrastinating Undisciplined Person Do Your Program? And that is the, that is the gist of the question that she was asking me. One of the most difficult challenges prohibiting a person from actively engaging and completing our mastermind program is procrastination. And so she is really hitting on the heart of one of the biggest struggles that all of our students historically have had when doing our program. I built the program in 2010, so it has been going for a while now, and we have plenty of historical data uh, to where we can look back and see where the successes and, and the struggles have been. And as I look at all the struggles and challenges, one of the biggest one is this this temptation to procrastination, and that's why I want to devote a podcast, a, a video that I've developed here, and so you can read the show notes, you can listen to this podcast, or you can watch the video to, to gain a full perspective uh, on this idea of procrastination and if it is a struggle, which it is in doing our mastermind program, and because procrastination is what we would call one of those common-to-man problems. It is one of our most common questions. And so in this episode, I want to answer the question fully. I want to provide advice for a path forward while offering a few other tips for your consideration if you are looking for world-class training in all things discipleship and that is our Mastermind program. Now, I want to read the question in full context of what the lady wrote in and asked, and then I will develop it, develop my response uh, afterward. But first, let me say this, that 
if you want to take our mastermind program, you can take it. Anyone can take our mastermind program. You're welcome to take it. You can start today, even if you are a procrastinating, undisciplined person. I'm not going to recommend it for you, but again, I'm not going to stop you either. And if you want to take it, please, uh, you can come and you can you can try and you, you can take our program and you're welcome uh, to do that. But maybe if you do struggle with procrastination, you want to listen to the response that I shared with this lady, which I'm going to share with you right now. So this is what she asked. She said, quote, I am concerned about what you stated about the need for discipline and not procrastinating. I have always done better with accountability, and I have had times of consistent discipline in routines and time management, but it's an area of struggle. I greatly desire to grow in this area and have the heart to encourage others in God's truth. I need consistent encouragement and correction right now and in my life as well. Have you ever had anyone get through your program and grow in these areas as they went through your program? And that is what a potential student was asking me. And so the heart of the question is, I struggle from time to time with a lack of discipline and I tend to procrastinate, but I have a burden to want to learn how to do discipleship well. And I believe that your mastermind program will help me to do that. But there, there is this built-in prohibitor, I think, that is in my soul and that is the tendency to procrastination, uh, to procrastination and I'm slightly undisciplined. Okay, and so there's the context. Now, our mastermind program is an all-online, self-paced, interactive study course focusing on three primary areas. So if you look at it like a three-legged stool, those three primary areas are, are theology, psychology, and application. Now, let me give you a definition of of those three things, theology, obviously, theos, logos, the study of God. So theology is the foundation to our program. Everything stands on our sufficiency of Scripture worldview, our theology, our understanding and practice of God, who is God, and all the primary doctrines in uh, the Bible. And so you can think about a systematic theology textbook as far as a robust corpus, understanding of theology. So that's the foundation. And then the next layer is what I call psychology, but it's important that you understand that I have a strict, a very strict and tight definition, a biblical definition of psychology, not a cultural one. The word psychology, a synonym for psychology, biblically speaking, is sanctification. And so I'm using theology and psychology more as a rhyming technique to remember it. But psychology, what I am saying is sanctification. Psychology are, is two words fused together, psyche and logos. Psyche means soul and logos means you could say the study of. And so the word psychology means the study of the soul. Now, the strictest definition of psychology is God is the creator of the soul, and God is the creator of the word concerning the soul, the logos, the word concerning 
the soul. In Genesis 2-7, he created the soul. In 2 Timothy 3-16, he breathed out again and gave us the word concerning the soul. And so that is my tight, strict, biblical definition of the word psychology. I do not have a, a secular understanding and practice of psychology, but a biblical one. God authored the soul. God authored the book concerning the soul, and that is the word psychology. And so our mastermind program stands on this foundation, theology, then psychology, as I have defined it, that is the application of theology. And of course, that's the third part, the application. And so we want our students to have a robust, sound theology. I want them to have a robust, sound sanctification, theory, and understanding of psychology, the understanding of the soul. And then I want them to be able to apply those things practically in an individual's living room on Tuesday afternoon, in somebody's life, in a coffee shop, to be able to apply God's Word. So we don't want to just teach a, a sound knowledge, that's essential, but also sound application, that's essential too. And so our Mastermind program is an all-online, self-paced, interactive study course. It's all online, so you can do it anywhere where you have the access to the internet, meaning you can do it in your home and never leave your home. You can shelter in place and do our program completely online. You can do it in a coffee shop or any other place where you may travel, where you have access to the internet. It's all online. It is self-paced, and that is the crux of what I want to talk about here, because self-paced implies that procrastination will not work if you're going to do this program. Some people can define self-paced as, as just taking their leisurely stroll through this program. That's not the self-paced I am talking about. No, there has to be, we have to pick up the speed just a little bit, but it is self-paced, meaning that it can flow in and out of your life, but there has to be a consistent rhythm in your self-paced. And then it's interactive, an interactive study course, meaning that you have hands-on supervision. You have people that look at your homework, they supervise it, they give you uh, feedback uh, with the coursework that you turn into your supervisors. And so that is what our mastermind program is. Now, if the student does the program the way that we designed the program, they will finish it in 24 to 36 months. Now, that is the definition of self-pace. Because if you slow down, if you take longer to do the program, you will compromise the integrity of the program by not benefiting from the accumulative equipping, learning, and the application. You can think of it like school, for example, though you can do our mastermind program year-round, but a standard school is from, let's say, mid-August to the end of May, and they go five days a week, and so there is a rhythm there of accumulative learning. If a student went two weeks in August and then came back for a week in October, and then came back maybe a few days in November, and then showed up again in January or February. There's no accumulative learning, and they would compromise the integrity of what a school is designed to do. Well, our program is very similar, and that's what I mean by having a rhythm. 
by having steady, consistent beats that you work through, whatever they are. And so some people, self-paced always means consistent. It always means fitting within the 24 to 36 month framework. Uh, but it could be that you work on it every Monday. Some can work on it every day of the week. Some people will uh, use the Mastermind program as their devotionals, and so they can do it six or seven days a week. Some people will choose two or three days a week. And so self-paced means that every student will have a different process. But the similarity is, is that every student will have a rhythm so that they can benefit from the accumulative equipping, learning, and application. And if you can't do that, you will compromise the integrity of the program. Think about your child, let's say you have a child who showed up for school once a week, once every two weeks, two weeks out of every month, a few weeks out of every quarter, they're not going to learn. They just can't learn because that's not how we learn. And so to answer the lady's question directly, you could possibly complete it by procrastinating, but not likely. And it also depends on what you mean by completing it. I mean, you could complete it in 10 years, yes. You can complete it in six years, five years, four years. But as I've been saying, if you extend self-paced beyond a 24 or 36 month window, then you will compromise the program by taking more time than what we expect. And you can finish, but you will lose the program's intention and you will lose the program's benefit. And so it is essential that you grasp what I'm, what I'm saying here so that, again, you can understand and think how that applies to you and if it's a good fit for you to be part of our mastermind program. The, the upside for online learning is the spontaneity, the flexibility, the adaptability of the program, but the Achilles heel, and maybe there's two hills here, the, the procrastination and lack of discipline, the very two things that this lady is asking about. That is the liability, and that's why to have the spontaneity, the flexibility of doing the program online and, and having it to weave in and out of your life, that is a huge, huge benefit. Because most people that take our program are over 30 years of age, and they can't uproot and go to some seminary or some college campus and just hunker down for two years and do an intensive program because they are in life. They are in the stream of life, doing life, and they have bills to pay, and they have obligations to meet. They have responsibilities, and so that is the beauty of our program, but the Achilles heel. If you're a person who tends to kick the can down the road because other things weave in and out of your life, and you end up just doing the program sporadically, then the program is not good for you because you will compromise the program. Now, she is asking also, well, if I struggle with procrastination and a lack of discipline, would the program help me to overcome those things as I am doing the program? Well, I do not recommend our program as part of a repentance process 
unless you're already making strides to change before you enroll. The program is the best fit for four types of people. Let me list those four types of people for you. One, you must be a self-starter. Two, you must have discipline. Three, you must have excellent time management practices. And then number four, you must be able to multitask. And so if these four things characterize you, self-starter, discipline, time management practices, and a multitasker, then you could be a very good fit for this program. Our program will not make you any of these things. And that's why I was saying earlier that, that you already have to have the presence of these things before you come into our program. You might not have perfected any of these four areas, uh, self-starter, discipline, time management, multitasking. I'm not suggesting that you have perfected these qualities in your life because I haven't either. But these four qualities must already be pre-existent. They must already be resident in you because we can't create something out of nothing. And if you don't have the elements of these things in you, then we will not be able to help mature those things in you because they don't exist already. And so that would be a good opportunity for you to self-assess. Maybe one of the ways that you can think about our program is that it is a leadership training program, not a program for folks who don't have the essential elements that a leader needs to lead others well. By analogy, maybe I could say it this way, it's the difference between a counselee and a counselor. A counselee will lack discipline, and a counselee will have a habit of procrastinating, and they will not be getting over a lack of discipline and a habit of procrastinating without intensive effort. That's a person who's not ready for our program. That's a person who needs to not be a counselee anymore, meaning that they're more in the realm of a counselor. A counselor, on the other hand, is a person who has victory over these things. Though they may have episodic moments of, of putting things off, though they may have episodic moments of not completing tasks promptly, you would characterize them as having victory over a lack of discipline and procrastination. And so by analogy, it's the difference between a counselee and a counselor. And so if you are characterized as a person who, who procrastinates, who kicks the can down the road, who puts off, who has a lack of discipline, who doesn't know how to prioritize, who allows other things to interfere with the thing that they're supposed to be focusing on and doing, well, that's a counselee and you would not be a good fit. But if you only have episodic moments like this, but you are generally characterized as a person who has discipline and you do not procrastinate, then you would be a good fit for our program. I cannot overstate that our program is for leaders. But when I say that, I am not saying people who have perfected the gift of leadership, but they have visually affirmed leadership gifting. And what I mean by visually affirmed leadership gifting is that other folks see the leadership gifting in this potential student 
And these other people have already asked this person to assume leadership opportunities in their context, usually is in the context of the local church. And so this program is for leaders, not the perfected gift of leadership, but they have the gift of leadership. They have the presence of it that has been visually affirmed by other people who know them well. Of course, you could be a good leader, but you might not have the proper gift mix for being an online student. Now, that's something to think about. You can say, well, I am a leader, and other people say that I am a leader. Okay, well, leaders have different gift mixes where one leader is good over here and another leader is good over there. And if you are a leader, amen, but are you a leader that would fit within a, a, a online self-paced study course? Meaning you are a self-starter. Nobody has to prod you to get the work done. Uh, you know how to plan your day and plan your week, and you can, you, you can hit those beats. You can live in that rhythm of an online study course because you are a self-starter and you have self-discipline. Now, it could be that some folks who would like more training in discipleship, and they listen to what I'm sharing here, and they think, well, that's not me. I think I have a leadership gift, but I'm not sure that I could hunker down for two to three years and, and really dedicate, and I'm not really a self-starter, especially when it comes to an online training course, but I want some help in maturing as a, a disciple maker. I want to learn more about biblical counseling well, maybe you have the resident qualities of, of being that leader, but the mastermind program is not a good fit for you. And so one of the things that I would recommend that you consider is becoming a supporting member of our uh, coffee shop, of lifeovercoffee.com, our ministry. And then you can engage us in our private forum as a non-student not doing the mastermind program. But you can bring your questions, for example. Let's say that you're counseling someone and you need some insight. You need some help. Maybe you're working through an issue in your own life with someone else and you need some guidance in that. We have supporting members who do that. For whatever reason, the Mastermind program is not a good fit. Maybe it's not the right season for them. Maybe they really have the training, but they just want to grow in the application aspect of counseling or discipleship. And so they don't want to do the mastermind program, and that is fantastic. But they want that come-alongside coach. They want a consultant of sorts. And so they become a supporting member and receive, it's like continuing education credits. And so they receive ongoing training in another kind of way without dedicating and committing to the rhythm of our mastermind course. And so maybe just becoming a supporting member of our ministry, you can receive the training that you need, and that is a better fit for you, and so that is a consideration as well. Now, before I wrap up, I want to share uh, five more considerations for you to think about if you're thinking about our program. And one of those considerations is, do you have the intellectual capacity to do this program? Now, what I mean by that is not are you smart enough, because honestly, any Christian could do our mastermind program. They can. Uh, it's, it's not, you're not learning 
rocket science, or for, for me, <laughs> you're not learning algebra or trig. I really struggled with that. I didn't have the intellectual capacity uh, to do that. So I'm not saying it like that, that you don't have the intelligence. But do you, do you have the discernment? Are you a, a disciple maker at that level? Uh, do you have the intellectual capacity to be a specific kind of person? You could have the intellectual capacity to be a rocket scientist, but not a good disciple maker. And so you want to factor in what are the necessary components that would fit within the intellectual capacity of an individual who wants to grow into possibly a formalized biblical counselor. Well, some of the things that you need that fit within that type of intellectual capacity would be uh, analytical ability, the ability to analyze, a person who has peripheral vision that can see outside of the context of what the person is sharing with you because the counselor needs to know more than the counselee. And so you not only listen to what they are saying, but you also hear with a, a widened aperture, a peripheral vision. Do you have the gift of discernment to be able to, to see the invisible, to see what's not being said, uh, to be able to untangle? Do you have the intellectual capacity to communicate in such a way that you can customize God's word to the individual's life? Those are just a few of the things that I mean by intellectual capacity within the specific demographic of a more formalized biblical counselor. Maybe if you want to be a rocket scientist or a, a, a grandmaster in chess, you would need intellectual capacities that more fit into those areas, but there is a specificity when it comes to being a formalized biblical counselor or a more mature disciple maker. And so I'm asking, do you have the intellectual capacity to do this program? Not perfected, but the presence of that type of, or those components, some of those components that I just outlined for you. Number two, do you have the time to dedicate daily and weekly to do the program? Whatever that self-paced is, whether it's once or twice a day, three times, uh, once or twice a week, or three times a week, five, seven times a week, whatever it is. You devote Thursday night that I am going to do the program and this is what I'm going to do. And so you do have the time daily and weekly to do the program. And then number three, is this the right season to consistently devote two to three years working the program? And so not only doing it in the, the micro, the daily and weekly, whatever that schedule is for you, but also the macro, the entire framework, which is two to three years. Is this the right season for you? Number four, do you have the finances to pay for the program? It's not expensive for sure. But do you have the finances? Is it going to compromise whatever's going on financially in your home, in your family? Now, another consideration here, by the way, uh, is to ask your church to come alongside you and to supplement or even pay for you to go through the program, especially if your intent is to work for the church. This would be a huge investment for your church. And that also may be uh, one of the ways that you gain accountability to create that discipline and that self-paced need that you have to do the program within, the, within our expectations, the, the timeline of our expectations. Which leads to number five, I would appeal to any student to find a fly on the wall 
and what I mean by that is this lady was asking, you know, I need encouragement. And we want to encourage our students, but we can't encourage a student each day to do the work. But if you had a fly on the wall, if you had someone in your life on site in the milieu where you live willing to hold you accountable, that would be an excellent, excellent means of grace for you. And so I'm answering the question that a lady sent in. She said, basically, the gist of, can a procrastinating, undisciplined person do your mastermind program? This is episode 433, and you can read everything that I've just shared with you, if you uh, wish, uh, by going to episode 433. I want to finish with a few call-to-action questions that I would love for you to consider. One is... Are you overcritical of yourself when in actuality you should be a student? Are you holding yourself back because of an inaccurate view of yourself? Some people can struggle with fear, too much fear, too much worry, too much anxiety, maybe guilt, self-imposed guilt that's not from God, but they impose it on themselves. And they become overly critical of themselves when in actuality they would be an excellent fit to do our mastermind program. I don't know you, so I'm asking the question. Are you overcritical of yourself when, in actuality, you should be a student in our program? And now the opposite question, number two. Do you have a high view of yourself, not able to see that you're not as capable as you think you are? Now, I know all of us have an overinflated view of ourselves in some ways. Some of us, even more than others, will not call names here. But we can, we can be a person who doesn't have a sober self-assessment of who we are. I used to be like that as far as the way that I communicated. But if you do podcasting, as I have for many years now, well over a thousand podcasts, and you listen to yourself on audio as much as I have, uh, that overly inflated view of yourself becomes deflated as I don't like to hear myself talk. It's one of the tensions. Uh, it's an opportunity for humility for me. Uh, but you can have a high view of yourself until you hear yourself talk and then you realize that and maybe I have an overinflated view of myself. And so I'm asking the question, do you have a high view of yourself that you're not able to see that you're not as capable as you think you are. And so on one hand, you can be overly critical when you should take the program. And then on the other hand, maybe you have an overinflated view of yourself. I can't answer those questions for you. That's where you would need to have someone else helping you to think through where you stand on the two questions that I just asked. Number three, how does someone else assess you? And this is really what you want to ask. How does someone else assess you? How do they know you? Who can see your true abilities more clearly and competently than maybe you can? Would they recommend you for our program after reviewing what I have shared here? Maybe one of the ways that they could answer that question is that do they see the potential where they would put you in a place of leadership in the area of discipleship, let's say in the local church? Can they see that already in you? Would they recommend you for our program? 
if you're really serious about our program, then I would encourage you to have that conversation with someone to gain that outside input because, again, it's really easy for us not to see ourselves the way that we should. Number four, to do this program well, it must be the right fit, meaning that you do have the gift of discipleship, as I was talking about earlier under intellectual capacity. So to do this program well, it has to be the right fit. You're not being trained to do rocket scientists or to be a grandmaster chess player. You're being trained to do discipleship. And so you do have that gift mix. You, you have the presence, though not perfected, gift of discipleship. To do this program well, it must be the right fit, or and it must be the right person, meaning that you're already a plug-and-play leader. You have the presence of leadership, and you can roll right into leadership at some level, even at a early stage level. And so you have the discipleship gifting, the presence of. You're already a plug-and-play leader. We can see that, that, yes, we can plug you into a leadership opportunity. And then number three is the right season. You have the time to do it. If you believe God has called you to take this program based on substantial data gathering and external confirmation, we would love for you to start right now. Start today. If you're still undecided, maybe it would benefit you to watch our webinar. It's a one-hour webinar on how to make a biblical decision and it could aid you as you work through the process of the best path, path, best path forward for you. If you go to episode 433 and scroll to the bottom of the show notes, there'll be a link there uh, where you can click on and it will take you right out to that webinar where you can watch it and it walks through how to make a biblical decision. If you're ready to go, then here's the process. You must become a supporting member. And that's $10 a month. It's very minimal. Or more than that, the more the merrier. That would be fantastic. But minimally, $10 a month. And, and the reason for that is so that you can benefit from our private community. As I said earlier, that our Mastermind program is an interactive uh, program where we engage you. And we do that on our private forums. And so you have to have access to our private forums. And so for a minimal fee... You can become a supporting member, and then after that, you can purchase Mastermind Prerequisite 1. Now, we have our program staggered like this. I'll finish with this. We have uh, Mastermind Prerequisite 1, Prerequisite 2, Prerequisite 3, and then there are five semesters after that. And the reason we have the small, these small prerequisite courses at the beginning is so that you can sample the Mastermind course and know what you are getting into without a fuller commitment. So it is a way of, of doing the program and testing the program at the same time before you make a full commitment. So it's an incremental engagement. Now, there's more information on our website about the Mastermind program. It's also linked here in episode 433. I will not unpack that information here because what I really wanted to cover 
and I trust that I've covered it thoroughly, helpfully. Can a procrastinating, undisciplined person do your program? The lady asks. And I trust that the answer is sufficient. But if you have more questions, I want you to hit the Get In Touch uh, link in the footer of our website and ask us, and we would love to direct you and advise you. This could be one of the more important steps that you ever take in your life. But again, we want you to take, if you take that step, we want you to take that step with your eyes wide open. Thank you so much, and God bless. Thanks for joining us. Learn more and get access to other resources at lifeovercoffee.com.